A reading from John 11, 53-57. So from that day on, they plotted to take his life. Therefore Jesus no longer moved about publicly among the people of Judea. Instead, he withdrew to a region near the wilderness, to a village called Ephraim, where he stayed with his disciples. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, many went up from the country to Jerusalem for their ceremonial cleansing before the Passover. They kept looking for Jesus, and as they stood in the temple courts, they asked one another, What do you think? Isn't he coming to the festival at all? But the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that anyone who found out where Jesus was should report it, so that they might arrest him. A few things. Uh, A geographic question, Ephraim, where is it? Ephraim, the uh, New Testament city, would have been near what we refer to as Bethel as well, as a city. It's east of the Jordan. There's a wooded area there, a forest of Ephraim, that's uh, uh, a place of wilderness, which would be a natural place for Jesus to take his disciples. So um, I'm not sure exactly the distance, but my guess is it's at least three days' walk. Uh, if you think it's out beyond Jericho, mm. um, and where they would be going. So they're out away from Jerusalem a bit. It's funny because today when you travel through Israel, uh, these distances seem uh, incredibly close, like from uh, standing in certain places near Bethlehem and near near Jerusalem, you can actually see the Dead Sea. Mm. Uh, and But here, you know, actually in that time... Uh, this would have been very safe because it was far enough away so that uh, whatever was going on in Jerusalem really was not going to be a threat to Jesus. And he was biding his time, actually. Yeah, well, even if he got out beyond the hill of Bethany, he would be pretty safe. He could get out into the wilderness and the protected area that you're not going to have religious leaders and Pharisees chasing him. You might have Roman soldiers, but the Roman soldiers don't care about Jesus at this point. They're, they're not even paying attention much except maybe if they're watching to see if this is he's going to lead a revolution. But, and this is part of the process that's going on here, is the religious leaders are guaranteeing no revolution. They're trying to manage Jesus. And um, Jesus is going about, as we've been saying all along, the timeline that his father has set. So other people think they're managing the times, but in <laughs> reality, God is managing the times. The other... Um thing I think is remarkable about this passage is it's incredibly dramatic. Mm. It's almost uh, cinematic. Um, One of the movie series I really kind of love to see on a repeat basis on television is the Bourne movies, where you have this incredible drama of forces at one another, one escaping, one getting almost caught. And in a way, that's exactly what's going on here. You have Jesus... uh, being sought by the authorities. And they're using spies and they're using every method they can to find him, capture him, and kill him. And, um, you know, you can't read this as sort of like plain vanilla. This is very, very tight and dramatic. And at the same time, there's the common person who's standing in the temple and saying, I hope Jesus comes this year because when he teaches, it's different. He teaches with authority. And there's these demonstrations. He's healing people. And we are seeing the kingdom of God in its form. And so you really have, again, the last weeks beginning to get set up here. You have a crowd 
that is longing to be with Jesus because he's the real deal. And you have religious leaders who are setting up a standard to try to accuse him because he threatens their power.